Hello, listener. You may notice that this doesn't sound anything like our normal podcast because it's not our normal podcast. This is something we're tentatively titling Carrots Minus Suffering, where we just talk about D&D stuff that we love. Today's topic, the bard. So our first question is, what the hell's a bard? A bard is a performer that has learned how to make it magical. I think the the bard is the quintessential D&D adventurer's adventurer. The guy who's somehow magically good at everything he touches, charms everyone. Sleeps with everyone. No, the quintessential adventurer's adventurer because they're searching for lore going out into the world. Their story is kind of built into the story of the storytelling you're doing at the table. One thing that I like about them is like the entertainer component. It it heavily implies that like it has to be a musical instrument, but I like there's no reason that it has to be a musical instrument. So or it could be like just like the drums or like I actually want to make a bard someday, a sword dancer. There was this Facebook video of a guy with like a really well balanced longsword that he could like spin around his neck while doing cartwheels and stuff like it was insane and mm-hmm. i i want to make that bard and and that bard would absolutely be in the xanathar's guide new school for bards the college of swords oh i could probably get away with college of valor and still do it too because at least i have the martial weapon proficiency i haven't read the xanathar's version of bards the new stuff i've only read the stuff that's in the player's handbook yeah they've got a couple new quirks in there but um we'll we'll keep talking about the player's handbook so having looked through the bard what is your favorite thing about bards like what appeals to you most as a role player probably what appeals to me most is i mean for, well first of all the jack of all trades they're sort of like mario and super mario brothers 2 where he was like the second best at everything you know he was the second best jumper and the second fastest and I feel like the bard is sort of the catch-all for whatever gaps you have in your party the bard can fill them and i like i i feel like the bard is kind of becomes the de facto diplomatic voice of a party because of the high charisma in our ravenloft campaign how useful would it have been to have a bard you know? <laughs> oh my god well you had a high charisma character he just couldn't roll for shit i got a 2 every time i tried to do anything with charisma that wasn't seduce a troll <laughs> <laughs> or or the the hags the the witches every one of their three hairs was so attractive don't forget the werewolf. <laughs> the werewolf was technically rolling a one on intimidate. I, that was uh, <laughs> that was just uh, not my fault. Also charisma based, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere without me. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so the other thing I like about the bards, when we're talking about skills, expertise is like my favorite class ability in the whole game. And like bards and rogues get it, and it just it doubles your proficiency, which makes you the absolute best in the party at this one thing, or this two things. And at level ten, it becomes these four things. And so like I like to take really complementary skills and just be like unbeatably good at stealth and sleight of hand, or acrobatics and athletics. So that's that's one of the things I really love about Bard is they have such cool access to skills. For me, what appeals about the Bard is their the the fact that they are they're the knowledge seekers of the adventuring world. So they're the people that go out and find the kind of information that then comes back and informs the rest of the world. So they are more likely to be versed in different cultures, 
in different understanding of how the world works, and they just have a hunger for that, which is what drives them toward adventure. It's a very different reason to be going out. So hacking and slashing it w- it will never be, I don't think, their default. They want to understand before they want to destroy. Which is not to say that they can't destroy. Well, I mean, it's D&D. They're really good for intrigue, aren't they? I mean, their whole character milieu lends itself to an intrigue campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised we didn't have three bards when I said let's do an intrigue campaign. Sylpha was almost a bard. That's kind of why I guess she ended up being a lover of bards. Mm-hmm. Now I just create bard suitors to torment you. <laughs> I, I very, very specifically didn't create a bard because we were creating an intrigue game. You know, I thought that that was, I don't know, a little bit cheating. If one of us is playing a bard, there would be a very specific face to the team. And I didn't want that necessarily being the case. Yeah, that could be a dangerous dynamic at some tables, particularly if you have like six players and only one person made a charisma build. Well, and and I didn't know how that would work in a podcast. If we had one person whose methodology is always to kind of step up and be the person who talks about things, then that might that person might actually take over the table. Well, and there's always something to be said too for breaking the the class stereotype. Like, I mean, imagine a mute bard that plays the drums or a a wallflower that plays the violin. Like, you don't necessarily have to do it those charisma skills make it very tempting i think some of the most compelling bard ideas are the ones that sort of push away from that and and go down a different path or oh my god a bard that doesn't try to sleep with everyone i mean i'm not gonna go that far (laughs) i would agree with mandy my favorite thing is the jack of all trades Uh, i also like how customizable the build of the bard can be because unlike every other class where you have Like, these are your skills that you have to choose from. It's any three to start out with. And then if you choose to be in the College of Lore, for example, you can gain even more skills. I love being a skill monkey. Sylpha's build is kind of like that, too. I chose the variant human feet skilled, particularly for that reason. Yeah, well, and there's always a lot in social skills, and some of it is our style of play, right? Like, we're, I feel like we can call ourselves without getting a lot of debate from the internet, like a high role-playing game. <laughs> For us, like a lot of social skills are just infinitely rewarding and you can deploy them all the time. And it's not like, you know, you're you're stopping fights to talk to things when the rest of your group is barbarians, right? Like mm-hmm. we've got a pretty good dynamic. So like, I think a bard in our gaming style and our friend group would be just like a blast. Yeah, whereas in some others, he's going to turn out like the bard in uh, the Monty Python, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Robin's Minstrels. (laughs) Yeah. Bravely ran away. You know that Sylpha the bard would have been extremely unpopular. She would have walked into a row and they'd be like, no, not the woman who tells puns. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) There was a time when that was the highest form of humor. Maybe. It still is. Probably not with me DMing, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It still is. It's just underappreciated. All right. So how does the bard compare to other classes? So for me, I think the bard is a great mix of utility and caster and fighter all rolled into one. So a, a College of Valor bard can have medium armor and swords and shields and be a healer at the same time. And they're a very effective tank. Whereas College of Lore, you can like swap out some of your spells for spells from other classes, and you can be as effective as a sorcerer in a lot of ways. 
So for me, they're just like the the most interesting version of a tank and of a spellcaster. In most parties, a bard is is one of the best kind of support characters that you can get in that, you know, when you are not in fights, there's somebody who can either help you talk your way out of certain situations or be the person that talks you out of situations. They are the people that, that might have the lore to let you know what kind of traps to expect and how to prepare for different areas. And they're the people that can, they're, they're one of the best buffers, I think, out there. So very helpful in getting people ready for fights. Uh, I'm sure that they can fight too. I've just, uh, you know, I just don't play bards that fight. I tend to play bards that, that stay out of the, the fracas as much as they can. Well, they don't have access to heavy armor and they don't have like a barbarian's ability to cut damage in half, but they're solid. Like they can get decent armor. They can make decent attacks. College of Valor gives them extra attack, like a fighter or a ranger. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they are as fightery as a ranger. Bard has never been one of the ones I've looked at first for creating a character, and I think the area where they're supposed to have a lot of lore knowledge. If you're work, if you're playing in a world you're not very familiar with, especially a homebrew world on the part of the DM, you as a player are not going to know. You know, any given situation you run into, you're going to be like, okay, what's the lore? And then the DM tells you the lore, and then you tell everybody else. I, I just feel like there's a practicality issue with that. So I, I always sort of think of the bard as being a better NPC than a PC, but that's not necessarily accurate. That's just always sort of been my gut reaction about mm-hmm. whether or not to play a bard. The the bard doesn't work well in every, every D&D play table, unfortunately. I have played a bard in the past, but it was at a table where role-playing was not emphasized and all the some of the awesome utility of the bard and the things about the class that really appealed to me were never put to use at that table. I think that's one of the reasons that bards kind of get a bad rep too, is because a lot of people do play a fairly mechanical version of D&D when they first start out. And so as such, they get taste of a bard in a very mechanical way, rather than in the more subtle ways and and interesting ways that they can really be used. Yeah, I think if I was going to try to make a bard to play, I would want to know first what everybody else was playing, and then gear a bard to either balance out a party or to or to complement and what kind of game it was going to be. So I'm going to go with the controversial opinion. I think bards are the best class, and I never play one, and it's because I can't get over the damn musical instrument. I don't love the idea of a guy running into battle strumming a lute. I feel like he should definitely have a sword out at some juncture. And so like for me, there's always this, this element of absurdity as I'm making the character where I'm like, what am I going to do with three musical instrument proficiencies? But this is the play style that I adore. But it requires things of a dungeon master, right? Like you have to be ready to improv a little bit because it is it has shocked me how often you can walk into a situation and change it 180 degrees with a deception roll. Like, what is the lie that fundamentally changes the situation? And a dungeon master can can plan for all kinds of things and usually don't plan for that. But those are the moments that make me feel really clever. So for me, the three musical instrument choices become the things my parents made me do in middle school. So the one thing we did not talk about is bards and their kind of spell slot regimen and the kind of magic there? 
what I love about the bard spell list is that it is absolutely reflects like kind of this self-taught magic user. It's this hodgepodge of spells, mostly gathered from like across other mm-hmm. classes. And then there are a few number of spells that are absolutely just specific to the bard class, one of which being vicious mockery, which which I enjoy because I like the idea of using it in a situation where like you're big evil bad guy is some sort of sorcerer who's gotten into an altercation with the party and the party has nearly defeated him and he's gonna use his teleport spell to get away once again and then the bard just shouts at him <laughs> mm-hmm. and your hat's ugly your hat's so <laughs> ugly and he just like falls <laughs> he's like what <laughs> what <Whoop. laughs> <laughs> from the psychic damage yeah. <laughs> of being so mercilessly <laughs> mocked. It plays well to your pun proficiency. Yeah, the pun the puns are a weapon, dude. <laughs> I want Julie to play a bard with vicious mockery and just do puns. And it's like it's so grown worthy you literally died. <laughs> <laughs> I passed out. It was so bad. I passed out. I wanna, I wanna make a bard that's basically a fruit ninja, and and all their puns are based around food and fruits in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for what's about to happen to you, sir. <laughs> so that wraps up our conversation on bards. So final thing, final question: Is it an A, a B, a C, a D, or an F in your book? How do you grade it? I find this. T- I find this to be degrading. I give the bard a solid B, not because it starts with a B, but because, like I said, he's like Mario in Super Mario Brothers 2. He's the second best at everything, so B. I really love the bard class, so I don't don't feel I can assign it a fair grade. Personally, I think it's great, but it doesn't work at every table, so yeah, I guess B in that, in that regard wow for once i'm nicer than other graders i would give it an a minus it's a great concept and i think it's easily balanceable but it requires a more skillful role-playing hand than uh some of the other classes so it is for a more advanced group and therefore requires a little more hand-holding than some of the others therefore the minus i'm gonna go with a straight up a because to me the things that I want to do at a table, it does. Uh, and then I'll grade the dungeon masters separately or the, mm. the or the table dynamics separately. So I'm going to give it an A. And I say I'm going to give it an A, having still not really ever played one a significant amount of time. All right. Well, that concludes The Bard. I am Julie, and I have shared my opinions. I am Mandy. Next time we're talking about halfling barbarians. I'm Sandra, and I'm so glad that I don't have to grade things anymore. And that's right. B for Bard is our final decision. <laughs> <laughs>